Hi everyone, welcome to Train for Life Redeemed. I am Dan, I'm here with my father, Dr. David Jackson. Uh, we are looking through some of the Psalms at the moment. We're up to Psalm 57. Dad, you to read the Psalm for us? Psalm 57. For the director, do not destroy. A miktam of David when he fled from the face of Saul in the cave. Be gracious to me, God, be gracious to me, because my life takes refuge in you. In the shade of your wings I take refuge until he passes over the chasms. I call to God most high, to God who completes for me. He sends from heavens and he saves me. He takes on the one who pants after me. Salah. God sends his covenant faithfulness and his truth. My life is in the midst of lions. I lie down to consuming sons of man. Their teeth are spear and arrows, and their tongues sharp swords. Be high above the heavens, God, your glory over all the earth. They set a net for me to step in. My life bends down. They dig a pit in front of my face. They fall into the middle of it. Salah. God is the one who sets my heart. My heart is set. I will sing and I'll make music. Rouse my honour, rouse harp and lyre. I'll rouse the dawn. I praise you among the peoples, my Lord. I make music to you in among the peoples. For wide across the heavens is your covenant faithfulness and your truth extends to the clouds. Be high above heavens, God, your glory over all the earth. Well, Dad, the psalm at the beginning here talks about the context, which is always good, going yep. to context each time. It's running away from Saul in a cave. <laughs> uh, David's hiding, Saul's hunting, Saul goes and relieves himself, loses a bit of his coat at the same time. <laughs> uh, and David's like, look, I could have killed you, but I didn't. Uh, and Saul's like, oh, oh, no, what a fool I am, and runs away, and I need to come back and try again. Because <laughs> uh, he is a fool. Is that? Do I need no more context than that? I just. I. We we walked that gully. <laughs> you walked that gully. I too, have. Didn't yeah. You? Yeah. Wadi yeah. David, just off the Dead Sea. Uh, the area around about it's you know dry, it's good sheep country I suppose, but uh, as you go up the gully, at the top of the gully, there's this massive freshwater spring. Um, if you're going to hide out, you need fresh water. Mm. And what better hideout than a place that's just absolutely littered with limestone caves. So, you know, I think of one of the Gen the caves up in Janolan, uh, the Janolan caves, they found the remains of um, uh, a bush ranger from the 1850s, 60s, who'd been hiding out up there, and we think he might have got lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you find all sorts of stuff where you know outlaws and whatnot are hiding out in caves in the in the mountains, um, and it, it it's pretty fr. I, I, this must have been some cave. If he's got four hundred men with him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they don't get noticed while Saul comes <laughs> in to go to the loo. Um, so there he is, uh, and you can just imagine now's my chance to slit his throat. And David won't lay hands on the Lord's anointed. Uh, it's God's job to appoint those in authority and God's job to, you know, he, David is not a legitimate king uh, if he does it through his own sword. Uh, it has to be God who puts him in place. Hmm. There's a real 
that there's an exercise of faith there that that craves the legitimacy of God's approval over that of the population or whatever. So Saul's been accusing him of wanting to assassinate Saul, and that's the justification for hunting David down. You know, he's going to kill the king. Uh, and now he's got the opportunity, and his men are all for it. <laughs> uh, talk about peer pressure. And, and now it turns into comedy. Uh, I, I must admit, I've, I've been in a few caves. You sneak up behind your enemy while he's having a bog, and he's taken his outer coat off, I assume. I'm sure he wasn't wearing it when he was cutting <laughs> you know, the bit off and doing his business. So, you know, the outer coat is there, and you take it. I half imagine he's cut the whole back out of it. <laughs> the guy goes out, you know, <laughs> in the back of his coat. He might have just cut the hem off, I don't know. But that, to be able to hold that up and prove my integrity, prove my innocence so that the whole of Saul's army witnesses it. And then an awareness that dawns on you, God set this up to vindicate me. He, that This whole thing has been set up by God, not so that I could kill him, but so that I would resist that temptation and do the right thing hmm. um, and prove that to the people of Judah and Israel that this is the kind of king I am. I'm not here to take the kingdom by force. Uh, and that, my mind then, you know, you are talking last week about how does this point us to Jesus? Jesus standing in front of Pontius Pilate saying, you can't touch me without my father's approval. Mm. I could snap my fingers and a hundred million angels would come down here and take you guys out. But I'm here because God's plan is for me to die for my people and I'll do whatever he says. Hmm. Um, so this, this idea of godly faithfulness and the cost of it, uh, but if you let go of the faithfulness, nothing has any point. Yeah. Now the Psalm's lovely to read. It talks a lot about God's graciousness, his covenant yep. faithfulness is in there as... You know, he's fulfilling, you know, he's the one who anointed David, so he's going to protect him. Yep. Uh, he's made Saul look a bit like a fool. He talks about, you know, they dig a net, uh, dig a pit for in front of my face and then they fall in the middle of it. Yeah, uh, beautiful, so, isn't it? You know, it's, it's David very much reflecting and going, you know, they've been hunting me without any kind of success and they just keep falling over themselves. Yes. I mean, Saul set this whole thing up. You know, David is wanting to assassinate the Lord's anointed, let's go out and kill him. Um, and he's, he's got all the support of the country to do that, and as he does it, it ends up f smacking him in the face, mm. proving that he's a liar. Uh, so he's fallen into the, his own trap. Yeah. Um, there, there's a beautiful picture in there too of um, David talks about the chasms. Uh, I take refuge in the shade of your wings yeah. until he passes over the chasms, and English versions have a problem translating that one. But you stand in that gully yeah. and you imagine all the troops going along the high ridge looking for David and he's hiding in his little cave and you go, oh, I wish he'd just keep going. <laughs> and instead he drops down in front of your cave and comes in to go to the loo and you go, ah. <laughs> By the way, there's a beautiful American translation. Um, I think it was the Good News Bible on this passage that said that uh, Saul went into 
to the cave to go to the bathroom, <laughs> which makes every Australian laugh. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's that wonderful feeling of you know, God turning the tables on his enemies all the time. Mm. Yeah, and just clearly showing his covenant faithfulness. I love seeing the word covenant faithfulness. It's just so rarely translated that way. <laughs> yeah, the English versions translate chesed as loving kindness. Yeah. Um, and it's not, It's the word love isn't there, the word kindness isn't there. It's faithfulness. It's it's the fact you made a commitment mm. and you are going to stick to yeah. it. And it's what you're called to as well. It's yeah. When you become a Christian, we're talking about faith. It's about faithfulness to the covenant that God has made. <laughs> and God has committed to himself to mm. that to the point where he dies in our place. Mm. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So, Dad, for us today, when we're looking at this psalm, mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't, like we talked about with the last one, we don't get hunted too much, we don't, we're not too worried. Yeah. Uh, we did talk a little bit last time about like spiritual warfare stuff, but today, how, how do I apply this to me? How do I look at it? Like, yes, God's covenantly faithful, I get that. Like, that's for sure. He yep. holds up his bar end of the bargain. I don't need to doubt that. That's kind of, you know, something that comes out of it quite yeah. clear. Uh, what else can I get out of this? I, I think the punchline for this for me as a believer is I look back at those experiences where we've seen God's faithfulness. We've seen, you know, our, our reputation vindicated. We've seen enemies shoot themselves in the foot, you know. There's an element in... We've seen all of that in history maybe in our own experience. But I think, uh, what is it, verse 7 uh, onwards, um, he talks about God is the one who set my heart. So here I am and I'm feeling vulnerable and I you know, I could be pulled this way, I could be pulled that way. Uh, how do I know? I, I went through a phase as a young believer. You know, how do I know that I will still be committed in 12 months' time, that mm. sort of thing? And David's very aware, it's God who has called me, God who has made me a new creature, God who has set my heart. Um, I didn't wake up one morning and say, oh, good, I'll be the Lord's anointed. Uh, suddenly my whole life is just picked up and put in the place where he wants it to do his thing for his glory. Mm -hmm. um, so what's my assurance of salvation in this crazy mess? And David ends this song singing about that. Um, and you can, you can imagine the feeling, you know, when you finished with this and Saul's army has said, uh, Saul has got up and said, uh, you know, I'm in the wrong, David, you're in the right, I'm sorry, I'll go home and, you know, you're a better man than I am. And David and his 400 men are sitting down looking at each other going, wow, hmm. what just happened? And David's saying to the Lord, you set my heart, you put me in this place, this is your doing. And it's utterly, utterly amazing. So his response is this repeated line, Be high above the heavens, God, your glory over all the earth. Um, he is gobsmacked. Hmm. Uh, and this is a song about people who are, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was scared. I was upset. I was frightened, all the rest of it. And now, what an outcome. Hmm. Um, and that's the God we serve. Yeah. It's always good to reflect on not just how God's been faithful throughout history in the Bible, but also how he's been faithful to you 
your personal context yeah. and, and as you've been faithful seeing his faithfulness as well it's and I, I think sometimes we miss that when we do a like a home bible study uh, we've been writing some home bible studies recently and I, I look at it and i think often in our home bible study we do all the comprehension questions you know mm. but what we what we forget to do is tell the stories mm. the stories of what god has done in my life in your life um there's memories in these songs for every believer. Yeah. And we need to make sure that we pass those memories on to other people because God has done wonderful things hmm. and they're things that we should sing about. Yeah, definitely. That brings us to the end of this episode. That is episode 113. So if you want to come and grab the study notes for this episode, you go to trainforliferedeem.com slash 113. Make sure you've hit the subscribe button. Come back and join us again next week. Uh, we're doing 58 next week. 58. 58. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk to you about what we're going to do next after we do these few psalms. Thanks, guys.